This is Brian Collins. I'm a uh, former Walt Disney Imagineer, and you're listening to the most wonderful podcast to hit the airwaves, Mousecapades. You're at the right place at the right time. You found the number one podcast that entertains the space between your ears. It's supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. I hope you enjoy the show. If you're like me, you're going to laugh a lot. We invite you to pull up a chair. Be our guest. Relax and get ready to take a trip to the vacation kingdom of the world. So, grab your magic bands and your Mickey ears. Here we go. Because it's time for another episode of the Mousecapades Podcast. It means no worries for the rest of your days. It's a problem-free philosophy. Happy Monday, everybody. It's the beginning of the work week. We're going to get your work week started off just right, the right way, listening to the Mousecapades podcast. This is Nick, and I'm here with Vicky. And as always, you're listening to the number one podcast that entertains the space between your ears. This is episode 342, and we're going to be talking about lessons that we've learned at Disney. But before we get started, we would like to encourage you to check out our friends at WaltExpress.com for Disney deals, tips, tricks, and all things Disney. And currently, there is a blog up all about the changes at the Caribbean Beach Resort. We'd like you to go and check those out. There's some cool renderings, uh, talks about a couple new restaurants. Am I missing something, Nick? No, the blogger is named Vanda Bean, and she puts up some really good blogs up on this website, waltexpress.com, and I really much enjoy reading her articles, so go check them out. She's a good writer. She really is. Waltexpress.com. Like Vicki said, listeners, we are talking about lessons learned. Life lessons learned while touring the parks, or how Disney has inspired life lessons within you through the decades. So I'm going to go ahead and kick it off with a story, and you'll hear me often tell stories and then tell you my life lesson. He's the and teacher. I think well, we're both teachers here, so hopefully you <laughs> teach that way too when there's another man that taught that way, besides Jesus, uh, that we'll talk about. But I'm taking the more sappy approach, and Vicki, you're taking what type of approach? Literal approach. A literal approach. and Which is not normal for me, by the right, way. Right. Usually it's the other way around. Yes. I'm more of a literal type of guy. That means you to cry today. So, right. So, lessons learned. And I'm going to tell you a story first. My family and I were on Disney Transportation, cruising at 24 inches in the air. So we're on the bus. Okay. And you heard me talk about this. The listeners have heard me talk about this before. I was so moved and touched by an individual that was sitting up front. And I'm already, see, I'm already tearing up. Let's not cry. It's late. An Iraqi veteran. Right. His limbs were gone. Severed. Yes. I think he only had maybe an arm left or something and one leg or vice versa. I really can't remember how many appendages he had left, but he was missing like three. Right. Everything else attached to hooks and whatever it may be. Right. With his hat on, proud veteran, as happy as can be, smiling from ear to ear, 
He was going to the happiest place on earth. Right. But I couldn't help being a serviceman myself, understanding the pain and sacrifice and dedication you have towards your country. Right. And to understand how not only did he physically change, but I'm oh so sure he mentally changed as well. Oh, I'm positive. Tenfold, you know. I, I, I broke down standing on that bus. Everyone's giving him a hug, saying thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And for me, it's kind of redundant, you know, when someone, like when someone passes away. Right. The redundant thing everyone says, and if you become deaf to it, I'm sorry so for your loss. loss. Yeah. Right. This guy, I, I wanted to do something, but I didn't know what to do. I froze, I cried, and my wife's like, Nick, go up, aren't you going to say something to him? You know, and I just, I put, I remember putting my hat down over my eyes because I was, tears were rolling. Right. Could not imagine what it would be like for his family and, and, and him, most importantly. That ride, it was 20 minutes long, and I remember I couldn't breathe. I was sweaty. Even I felt like I was a uh, sardine in a, in a can. Right. I just wanted to get off that bus. It moved me. Right. And I felt like I was having a panic attack. And I felt bad for not saying hello or, or, or hi or, you know, thank you for your service, you know. and Or just what I really wanted to do was just throw my arms around and say, thank you, brother. You know, thank you. A lesson I learned from this trip is not to take life for granted. And these trips that I take to Disney all the time with my family that I expect to be here year after year after year. Right. Hey, that guy very much couldn't have been there on that trip. Right. I'm sure he went because it was for him and his family. I can only assume. But not to take life for granted that, like, my son Colin's going to be here next year to go with me to my next trip, you know? Uh, And the commitment of of him in general just with the military. You know, I I have a lot of commitment and loyalty and love for, for my country. But this man, not not that I'm sitting here comparing, but right. the I love that he has to have and, you know, the dedication and it just really struck me. And so really just not to take things for granted anymore. So that was my first life lesson learned at the parks, you know, plenty more we're going to talk about, but sorry, I started us off with such a it's okay. sad story. I didn't cry yet. I'm about to, right? I know. You've been on the verge the whole so, time. So really just sacrifice of what others have done, you know, so that you and I can enjoy the parks as well. Correct. After I left, I'm like, wow, that guy sacrificed almost his life so we can go to these parks, have fun, order that foot-long hot dog at Casey's yeah. Corner, and be able to because that's what we represent in the United States is the freedom to do things like this. And that is the stuff that I wish that all of our kids understood. And I know that our principals have talked more about it this year, about making sure that we're standing and we are putting our hand over our heart for the flag. And uh, if everybody experienced what you you experienced, I think that they would, if they could see the veterans that have suffered for our country, or even if it's a family member, that they could understand what losses have happened 
for us to have our freedoms. So Nick is being the more sentimental and we are kind of switching roles today. I was thinking lessons learned from being a frequent Disney visitor. And that is things that I learned about the dining plan. So if you, and I know that seems so cheesy to go, I know from one extreme to the next. Oh my God. And I'm going to take us right back. And and that's fine. And that's fine. I think that that's good that it gives a variety. So I watch these people that have their dining points and they have no idea what they can get for their money. So I'm begging of you, even if we don't book your trip and you're going on a trip and you have the dining plan, I'm begging you to contact us so that we can give you some tips because snack points, you can, yes, you can get an apple. Yay. You can get an apple. Now, if that's really what you want is an apple. A bottle of water. Yeah. (laughs) But you can also get a pint of chicken fried rice at Animal Kingdom, or you can also get a humongous cupcake or a decorated apple at one of the candy stores or the bakeries. So please know that. And the same thing with quick service. I watched a lady get an orange juice and a bagel and cream cheese one day for her quick serve points. When we both know... That's two quick... Oh, wait a minute. That could be counted... That's two... It could be counted as two snacks. Two snacks, yes. But the person that was waiting on her didn't tell her that... And we know quick serve. You can go to Wolfgang Puck Express. You can tell go to me Casey's the cast Corner. member didn't charge her a quick service because they will. If no, you they tell, did. If you don't tell them, they did because they didn't Ouch. know. So that's why I'm saying, please, I'm begging you, learn from us so that you can take advantage of what you've paid into. I'll agree with you. There are a lot of people that travel on these and go on these trips and don't realize how to utilize their quick service points. And that's what they're counting Or just Disney service, quick service, I mean, Disney dining points in general. Well, you know that um, that's what they're hoping for. There's going to be... those snack credits. I'm telling you right now, if you don't use all those snack credits, you're doing yourself a disservice. Yeah, because Brad found out that um, he was going to get milk and a bowl of Cheerios. You know how Brad is with the cereal. Right. And uh, she goes... He said, I'm going to use my quick serve. And she's like, no, these are snacks. So then Brad was like, cha-ching. So he was like using all his snacks for Cheerios and milk. And you can convert those those, uh, snack credits too. To quick serve meal. To a quick serve meal. Right. So some people just don't know that and they think they just have snacks left and they'll just eat these little tiny snacks for a meal, which do fill you up. Yes. But wouldn't you rather have a meal with some meat to it? Yes. You You can get a turkey leg, I think. So I'm going to bring us right back to the, the other extreme. To the sad side. Yeah. Let's see here. I'm looking at my notes here. There, again, this was the same trip, right? Family, we just exited the gift shop to Space Ranger Spin. And we saw Buzz. He was not in line <laughs> here to know what I'm going to talk I about. I know this story. It was a very long line for Buzz. It was maybe 50 yards. But I'm going to defend you on this story when you're Yeah, done. I beat myself up over this one all the time. Buzz is taking pictures with this family. For like, at this point, we've been waiting in 20 minutes. And it's the same family. 20 minutes long. Different poses. Well, before that, though, excuse me, before that, we saw families go through as normal. Right. And then all of a sudden, we saw this family, a few families in, that got about 20 minutes. And people in line ahead of me were already getting kind of loud and saying, voicing their opinion. I was already frustrated that day with all the waiting in line and, you know. And it was hot. Exactly. You know how it could be. And I never do this, Vicky, and I, I never did it up until that point, and I've never done it after, because I'm very patient. I shouted, come on, Buzz, you know, we want some pictures too. Boy, oh boy, that was the worst thing to say 
after all the other families agreed and started getting a little louder, you know, like penguins, one person does one thing and everyone does two, the Disney cast member singled me out, and more specifically Buzz. His handler walked down and said, We're sorry, sir, but excuse me, this is for the Make-A-Wish Foundation. And I felt very small at yeah. that point. There was no sign right. put out saying this was, That's why I was a Make-A-Wish family. It all of a sudden happened after a few families had their pictures taken. We just assumed first handful of family members went through. All of a sudden, this family gets 20 minutes? What? You know, like, and the cast members didn't tell anyone. Right. They may have told the family behind them, but they didn't tell anyone else in line or go down the, you know, so we're left thinking that they're getting all the, all these pictures to themselves and all the time they want in the world. Buzz even came down. After the cast member, first off, the cast member very much said it very belittling to me. Right. And made me feel small, which is what he was intending to do. And I get it because if I was in that cast member's shoes, probably would have done the same thing. Right. But the fact is Disney didn't have any signs up. They didn't, they didn't announce it or anything. So no one knew. Buzz then walks down, leaves the photo shoot from that family and puts his fingers up to his eyes and then points back at me like I have my eyes on you. Like, just stares at me. Right. I can only think can only think what the cast member was thinking inside that costume. Jump out of the costume and beat right. you up. You could tell he was upset. Oh, I'm sure. You could tell that character in that cast, or that cast member in that character was upset by the body language of Buzz. He turns around and walks off, and we wait in line for about five more minutes, and they're still taking pictures. So at this point, it's like 25 minutes. Almost a half hour with this one family. Families are starting to leave, and... A lot of them actually left. And I'm like, Aaron, we got to go. I don't feel right. I need to throw up. I need to go back to the resort. We're going to call it a day. You guys can keep going, but I think I'm going to go. She she begged me not to. She convinced me not to. Right. She said you wanted to change your shirt. Oh, I wanted, yeah, I wanted to change my shirt. So I went to the restroom anyway. Uh, Felt like I did have to throw up. Got a drink, you know, the nasty sulfur water. (laughs) Splash my face, you know, took off my hat, kind of tried try to change my look, and uh, went on my way. I was carrying a backpack at the time, and I think I had Aaron carry it afterwards, and I took off my hat. But, you know, lesson I learned there was to be humble, have patience, and to realize, again, not everyone is as fortunate as my family right. and myself and others. Who knows if that boy is living to this day? Right. You could not be with us anymore, right? And that 25 minutes of taking pictures with Buzz probably made him forget about his sickness or his illness or whatever it may be. And he probably did feel like a space ranger at that point. Exactly. So I think we all need to take a step back. Think about what we're going to say. (laughs) Don't, don't, you know, use me as an example before we say it. And just be more open and humble and have more patience. There you go. You just don't know. Then life lesson learned at Walt Disney. The thing that I was confused about when that happened to you is that our friend's son that was Kaylee's age, so he's been gone a while now, when um, they were younger, he was diagnosed with leukemia and he died when Kaylee and him were three. And they went there and they had like private time. Like they pulled those characters aside and gave them that private time. Not that the other people deserved to be ahead of them or anything like that. I mean, they were in a private space for every character that he met in their picture books. I remember you mentioning that, that they had their own private area for all that stuff. Yeah. 
And the cases that I've read in the past, and people that are friends with me that I've talked to that have had their kiddos in the Make-A-Wish Foundation have right. all said they had an area set up for us. It wasn't with everyone else. Right. So, yeah, it's got me thinking as well. So, I don't know if they just... They were with the one character and the kid said, oh, I really wanted to meet this character. And so they could just put him in the regular line it, it and, and yeah. put him ahead or whatever. It could have been. So I just feel bad that it happened to you because it didn't necessarily. Um, my next, next lesson learned is um, something that Nick preaches all the time. And that is it never hurts to ask. And I know that Aaron got embarrassed a lot when they were on their trip because he was like, well, I'm just going to ask. I live by this. And right. Because all they can say is no. And he's right. And I've heard no a million times <laughs> since. But every June, once in a while. Since June 4th of 2005. Right. So if you're in a restaurant and you want to know. Do you get it, Vic? Okay. Since 2005? Is that when you got married? My wedding day. Oh, okay. Gotcha. I gotcha. All right. Moving on. I'm with you now. It's a good thing she doesn't listen to the show. If you're at a restaurant and you want a certain table. It never hurts to ask, like especially Ohana. We've had a couple times that we've been really, really blessed to have a window seat and just look over the uh, Bay Lake. That's right, right? No, Seven Seas Lagoon. The lagoon. Seven Seas Lagoon, and you can see the castle. It's just a magical experience. It just makes it that much better. We love Ohana. We'll tell you, you don't need to have that window seat, but it doesn't hurt to say, hey. Do you have a window seat? And all they can say is, no, not today. Same thing with the resort. When it's time for you um, to check in, if you were wanting something like on the first floor or you were hoping that you were closer to this pool or that pool or some certain icon that you wanted to take pictures with. Ask for an upgrade. I always tell my clients all the time too. Ask for an upgrade. Never hurts. Yeah. You never know when they'll say, you know what? Yeah, I'll give you that upgrade. Same thing at the parks. Uh, Nick had this experience. He didn't know that's what's going to happen, but they went to ask about a balloon. That was the only thing that Nick or that Colin asked for for the whole entire trip. And he just wanted to have a balloon. They went and made it happen. The whole point of Disney, and, and this is one thing that I do credit them for, is they give a little magic. I don't know if they're allotted so much magic per week or per day or per month. I don't know how it is set up, but what a cool experience. I hope that someday I know I say that I want to work there and I would love to. I would love to be able to find a sick kid or uh, somebody that's wheelchair because my kids, I've been blessed for my kids to be healthy and I know Nick has too. So, I mean, other than some strep throat, but I would love to be able to give this child a balloon or to go into the store and give them a stuffed animal or something. I believe from talking to other cast members... At least once during their shift, they're supposed to spread that pixie dust and that added magic to That's some awesome. um, guest of some sort. Of their choice. Right. That's awesome. And I, and I, that is Walt that's still living true to Walt, and that makes me happy. So another uh, lesson learned here, you know, at, I was at the Art of Animation, and I forget which trip this was, but I remember watching this lady as I was actually going to record an episode with Dave. And I was on my way up towards uh, the landscape of, or as I was called, of flavors. And I saw this lady pass me in panic. And, you know, there was, I was on like a trail, so it's not right. like you could see behind her. She was in distress, or in stress, or what do you, distraught? She was distraught. Yes. And all of a sudden, here comes this guy. You know, I, he's shouting at her. And she's crying. And she's saying, 
you know, please help, you know, to everyone around her. My husband's drunk. He's probably going to hit me tonight. Like, all this stuff. And I'm watching everyone walk past her and not care. This guy's walking up, and he grabs her from behind her arm, and she throws her arm away from him and starts running and jogging, and he's just pacing, right? He's slurring. He's drunk. He is mega drunk. Right. And I remember thinking, oh, my gosh, this lady's going to get hurt. No, this this guy needs to leave her alone. No one did a thing. No one. Because we're in a world that everybody's scared to help. I went and got a cast member right away. And while I was looking for a cast member, I had already called the lobby and actually got a hold of the lobby first. And and the cast member actually kind of found me right adjacent to where she was staying, by the way. They told me, they radioed for a cast member. They said, there's a cast member right in the tower she's staying. Because I asked where the lady was staying. Uh, where are you staying? I'm going to make sure we get a cast member right now. And they did not allow that guy to go back into his room with her. I don't know where he went, but he was not allowed to stay with her. Well, oh, good. And so the lesson learned here, don't be a bystander. We live in a world, like you said, of bystanders. Someone else is going to take care of it. You see someone stalled on the side of the road. You see an accident happen and people just drive drive off even though they, they weren't in the accident. They see it happen. They don't want to help. It's an right. inconvenience. You see people getting hurt out on the street. You don't want to help. You don't want to interfere. You're afraid of getting sued. It's inconvenience. We live in a world of bystanders. And lesson learned here is don't be a bystander. Do something because nobody will unless you do. And that's what we try to teach our kids in school too. If you see something happening, even if you're scared, come and get an adult. Because And and so hopefully we're changing that for the generations. I don't know if we are or not. One of the things that Disney offers is when you are doing pre-check-in, which I encourage everybody to do pre-check-in online, especially since now at Disney World, Nick knows you can just go bypass the front desk and go right to your room and let yourself It's amazing. In. Well, they also give you the chance to make two uh, choices that, that you are, they can't promise that they'll fulfill those choices, but one of them could be that you want to be on the first floor. Oh no, I don't really want to be on the first floor. I want to be on the second floor or... Um, I want to be near a bus. Always take those chances because I, I had was helping somebody book one time and they had booked themselves before and they're like, oh, I figured they don't even read those. And actually, I think they do because most of the time mine are fulfilled, at least the, my first choice that I make. And um, that is we like to be by the transportation. That is one thing that I usually put that we like to be by the transportation. But just do it again. It's just like we said before, you, you never know. And then when you get to the desk, if they didn't do it, say, Hey, did you happen to have this available? If that's better for you? Um, especially if you, um, have medical needs then that you don't need to be climbing the stairs or something to that effect. And you don't know if there's an elevator. I think mostly there's elevators everywhere though on Disney property. So yeah, it never hurts to ask. They're only going to say no on my trip coming up. I'm going to check in anyway, even though I'm signed up for the automatic check-in. They're going to assign me a room anyway, but I'm still going to go up there and I'm still going to say, hey, look, there's a certain section of this resort that I like to stay at. Now I'm staying at the All-Star Sports Resort and I like to stay in the very back on the right hand side of the McDonald's resort. Right. So it's the basketball section. And I'm going to ask for the furthest room possible closest to the trail. You're so funny. And there's a reason why. Yeah, now, that's no, the I know. the furthest room in, 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 at the resort. So they probably will give but it to the you. The way the road curves around the resort and the intersection where it's located, where the McDonald's is, it's easier for me to leave my room, walk across the path right onto the trail, and that leads me to the street, right to the next intersection of the McDonald's, which is right there. It's probably actually quicker to walk that than it is to walk to the front of the resort, 
And so I always Uber from that McDonald's to wherever I'm going. Right. And so they told me yes last time. They're going to tell me probably yes again. I always say because it's at the back and usually people don't ask for the back. But And they'll always ask for, like I said, ask for those upgrades. I've had people that have booked trips and they ask for that upgrade and they actually get it. Well, and Nick got an up. I'm not Nick. Dave got an upgrade the one time. He did when he stayed at the Animal Kingdom Lodge. He got like one of their suites or Fort Wilderness. Fort Wilderness, that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah, he got a suite and he felt horrible because he was going to be doing the four parks and he wanted to enjoy it because it had a jacuzzi and everything. Right. And yeah, and he really didn't get to enjoy it. It His wife and son enjoyed it more than him and his daughter because they just booked it around the parks. All right, let's see here. Oh, another one. So don't take life for granted. So I'll make this one quick and then go to another one. I, I said this in my last one, don't take life for granted. Just like that kid that was attacked by the alligator and, and he died yeah. there at the Grand Floridian. Again, he had a family there on a vacation and like That's they the ever thought thing. that like they ever thought that was going to happen, right? Who would? And your life is turned upside down in a matter of a second. So don't take life for granted. And another one that goes with that is the shooting at the Orlando Pulse nightclub. Right. I was there for both events. Yes, I wasn't at the nightclub, but I was in Orlando. And again, don't take life for granted. So here's another one. Uh, the 5 p.m. flag retreat at the Magic Kingdom. I, I guess it's not really a lesson learned, but... It's something you experience. A love for America and capitalism. That's all I got to say. You need to you experience know, at least once. You really do. You really start to think about everyone that sacrificed. So you can stand there and have that ceremony and be at the park. And then just think about the park in general. Right. That's the definition of capitalism. And God bless it. You know? So, I mean, we live in the best country ever. And every, you know, you're reminded every day at 5 p.m. A flag retreat right there in Disney, Walt Disney World Magic Kingdom there in Town Square. It's pretty cool. You definitely need to do it. So, my next lesson learned is if you want to maximize your time and get that personal time that Nick was talking about with the characters... And make sure you get signatures. Do character dining. Uh, I don't know. The first time that we went was a fun time. So, Angela, please do not hear what I'm not saying. Uh, We had a really great time. We didn't really have time for character dining because we were trying to maximize our time in all the parks. And we didn't know if we were going to get to come back again. Little did we know we'd be back in a year. But the character dining allowed my kids time to meet the characters personally, interact with them get pictures as many as they wanted and they got all the signatures of the main characters that they really really wanted and so to make that easy on mom and dad and make it more fun for the kids and they have something to do while they wait eat (laughs) then I would definitely definitely say you should do character dining at least one or two while you're there all right back to me Vic Mm -hmm. okay let's see here I have teach by telling a story like one like Walt once did Going to the parks, and the more of a Disney fan I become, the more I read animated films I see, watching Pixar, going to the parks, you you learn that Walt lived by telling a story. He had a knack of getting people together, telling them a story, and they became entranced. Right. But when they left, they learned something. I apply that to my classroom. My kids love it. I will narrate and tell a story while I teach and I have different voices and it really gets them engaged at the carpet. Even my third graders this year. Oh no, I know. Just love to listen and I, I see their their necks sticking out and they're listening to me, their eyes are wide open. What I mean it could be teaching about nouns. Right. And I will incorporate a story. Sure. Right? And they they leave learning more than they think. It's like a head fake, you know? Also another one, the relate I want to talk about relationships. 
live life the Disney way. Be open, warm, and welcome to all who come into your house and into your life. And this podcast, since I've started this podcast, I've had a lot of friends, that, and you have too, that we've met over the years that I, we never would have if we didn't start this podcast and the friendships that have developed. Right. I mean, even my family has gotten together. Andrew, you know. Yeah. That we had on for the trip review. Our families have gotten together, you know, uh, was a couple times, just once, maybe twice. No, you I, met, I you met him, met him right. and then he came here with right, his right. family. Right, I went out to Kansas you, City, yeah. and he came out here, and we still talk and converse on the phone and text and see how each other, how we're doing. and We're trying and, to meet up with Jim from Florida. Right, meet up with Jim at Florida. I've met up with John at Tiki Garden down in California. I'm right. going to meet up with uh, with Jim again. I'm going to meet up with Jim this trip coming right. up. Sometime Lee, Lee's going to come to Branson with us. Yeah, so Lee, he wants to go to Branson. And I'll <laughs> Maybe go. not with you. No, I will go. If Lee, I know you're listening, I'll go to Branson. Dude, if you show up, dude, I got to. I mean, there's no way he I would He went with me that. before. He'll, he'll live. I, and I will love every second of it and enjoy it because it, I know you're a great person. Right. We, we've talked on the phone. We, we've uh, well, texted Texted on the phone and, and messages back and forth. And I know you're, good, you're a good dude. And so just the relationships that you develop through the years with other people that are inspired and the one commonality is Disney. Right. You know, pretty amazing. So again, I feel like the loser this week because I'm doing the literal and he's doing the emotional, but <laughs> always do your dining on the hundred days out. We hear so many people say that they don't take advantage of being able to book at a hundred days out for their ADRs. And that's called advanced dining reservations. I had to learn that because Nick talks in uh, code a lot of times from the very beginning. Well, ADRs. way back. In, yeah, yeah, way handful, back when we first started. I'm like, years okay, ago. ADRs. What are you talking about, Nick? It's advanced dining reservations. Take advantage of those and get on there and get what you want. And, and Nick said this before. Book as many as you want in a day because as long as you cancel them within 24 hours, they're not going to charge you. And then you can always change your mind up and up until 48. I would do it within 48 hours or change the date of it. And then you can always cancel it later. Um, but yeah, you should always take advantage of things. If Disney's offering it, take it and run. Definitely. One, another lesson learned here. There's a big, bright, beautiful tomorrow. So make your future bright, you know. So tomorrow's a different day. What happened today is in the past. You can't dwell on it. You can't think about it. Take Disney's advice, as he said, with... The Sherman Brothers, there is a big, bright, beautiful tomorrow. So tomorrow, make your future bright. We also learned, let's see here. Oh, I had some side notes, some marginal notes to kind of put a tagline to, to the other one that I was talking about. And I missed it, so it's kind of going to miss its effectiveness. But going back to just meeting everyone that we have met goes back to the saying that it's a small world after all. Exactly. Kind of cheesy. That was a marginal note that I had there. The Wishes Prison, or not Wishes, but it's called uh, Happily Ever After. Yes, it is. Sorry. I did the same thing last I know, week. you got me. That reminds me of, you know, never stop believing, as they say, when your heart is dreaming. What, I, what that means to me, chase your dreams no matter how young or old. We see people that work at Disney that are in their 60s that, that are in the college program, you right. know? And so they went back to college to get their degree. That was their goal. And then, oh, I can do this Disney thing. And they work Bonus. at Disney. I went back to college at the age of 27 finished my five-year degree in two years, you know, and buckled down with passion and dedication, you can reach your dreams and do whatever you want. And that is everything that Walt Disney embodies. 
Right. No one ever would have thought a park for children and adults to enjoy. What's this, you know? The the people mover. What the heck is that? The small world ride, you know? Like, how did he... Back then, how did he create all those animatronics? Who knows? How did he create the birds that look like they're breathing in the, in the tiki room? Yep. Well, through passion and dedication, he made all these attractions come to life. With lots of effort that we teach every day at school. The last one that I have, the last literal one, and then we'll let Nick close up with his emotional one, but is that you should always take advantage of getting your fast passes 60 days out, especially if it's a ride that you know is a ride that a lot of people want to be on, like Flight of Passage, uh, Expedition Everest, the Frozen Ride, Soarin', the ones that you know you're really, really, your family's going to want to do. If nothing else, get on there and book those And then you can always go back and do the other ones and add in later. But I would hate for you to miss that experience. Sure, Nick and I can play with it and try to find you the right ride that you want. And Nick told you how to work the system while you're in the line to try to get a ride that you want while you're there. But it's never guaranteed. If you do it 60 days out, almost always you get the ride that you would like to have for your family or for your specific child that requested that ride. Definitely. I will mention one that's very literal. For you, Vicky. Okay. And I think next time we should we should title this not Disney lessons life lessons learned, but Disney park touring lessons learned. Oh, okay. I think that may better fit your category. And this next one I'm going to mention time management. Oh, okay. And I learned a lot about time management while at Disney. Yes. Logist- logistically, you can make it a nightmare if you don't. Exactly. So you really need to learn that and learn it quick. I've also learned, you know, with with Disney and at the parks, uh, hard work pays off. You know, Walt himself had to overcome challenges personally, professionally, and financially. He overcame everything and he persevered. That kind of goes with my one before. And he became very successful. You know, Snow White almost didn't happen. He went bankrupt and had to borrow more money. Right. Convince someone that creating the world's first animated full-featured film was worth it. And look what money that made. Exactly. And finally, never grow up. That is one thing I've learned while at the parks. You, you, you do feel like that kid again. You feel like in that Disney bubble, which is what life was intended to be anyway. Right. And that's how I feel while I'm at Disney. If that's how life was intended Just to be. Just at Disney? Oh my gosh. Yes. That Disney bubble? No, no, no. You me? said you, you don't feel like a grown-up when you're there. I feel like sometimes oh. when we're in the hall or being silly with our kids. I'm, I'm a child at heart anyway. Right. But when I'm at Disney... Right. What am I? I guess it'd make me an infant then. (laughs) No, I didn't mean it like that. I think that we carry that mental attitude all the time and all we do. We work with kids. Right. Right. So So we get to be, we get to be Walt with them and, and do the crazy things like I play Disney songs or I write. That's cool about our job. We get to be that way. We get to be silly, funny. And that is part of our job. You have to be that way for the children. Yep. And that's really neat. I use Disney tunes to, to get Try the kids to, create to do that stuff. Disney bubble in your classroom. Yes. So listeners, thanks for listening. This was our very own episode of Disney Life Lessons Learned while touring the parks or just learning about Walt Disney himself and Disney in general. If you have a question, comment, or you want to be the guest on our next show, go ahead and text us 407-674-0414. Email us mousecapadespodcast at gmail.com. If you're looking to book your next trip with us as well, go ahead and email us as well, but it's going to be a different email. It's going to be travel at mousecapadespodcast.net. Also, don't forget to check us out on our social media hookups. Look for mousecapades underscore Nick 
Twitter is going to be Mousecapades Pod. Our Facebook page. Don't forget to put the in front of it. The Mousecapades Podcast. And also, please give us some reviews. We really want your feedback. We'll take constructive feedback. Really love positive feedback as well. Constructive feedback can be very positive. Yes, I'm not can. saying it's not, but we want that feedback. We want to know how we sound. So text us, 407-674-0414. Be sure to listen to Wednesday's show for some more juicy rumors and some news and a little bit of history. And remember to check out our friends at WaltExpress.com for all things Disney. And as always, Nick and I would like to thank you for listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades podcast. Vicki, listeners, listeners say it with us. I think it's about that time. Peace. And love. Have Have a a magical day, day, my my friends. friends. You've been listening to the all-new Mousecapades podcast. We are guests. Put our service to the test. If you have questions, comments, or would like to be a guest on the show, please visit our website. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening. And have a magical day.